Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. We're here to break down the London victory and look ahead to the Vikings potentially moving to 3-0 at home and 3-0 in the division. So we got a full show for you. Make sure you grab your Lake Monster beer and let's get this thing rolling. Welcome to Vikings Happy Hour where we mix our favorite beverage and talk of your Minnesota Vikings. Skull! Boom. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. Like I mentioned in the pre, pre-intro pre thingy, I don't, what do you even call that, Dave? Just the, the intro? Yeah, it's the introduction. It's the, the the music and stuff is the roll-in, but that's basically the introduction. It's the tease. Well, the tease. I like the tease best. Uh, like we said in the tease, uh, we're here to talk about the Vikings winning in London. Uh, a hell of a game that was for 8.30 in the morning. Um, but first I'd be remiss if I didn't introduce my co-host Ryan Ortega here this evening. Uh, I see you have something to drink, which reminds me that we should probably head down to our, our sponsor Lake Monster and pick up some beer for this yeah, show. Especially since uh, they've got some secret ones being brewed right now. Yes. Along with some of yes. your absolute favorites already available. Dave, do you have any insight on some of that? Uh, not complete. I have some. Yes, it's a you secret. Some insights. You got to go secret. to Monster right, Bash to find out what <laughs> six special ones are in in the process right now. That, no, that's that's this scary. Saturday, I believe. It's the 29th. Oh, I thought something was this Saturday, but I might be confusing with it, something else. But anyway, but they got they some got great a lot of beer stuff out going there. on. Lake Monster in St. Paul, Minnesota. If you're in the Twin Cities area, hit them up. So with that being said, Ryan, how are you? What are you drinking? And uh, give me your thoughts on on Sunday's game. Yeah. Um, Last know, doing Sunday's well. game. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, doing well. I'm just drinking a, just a standard beer. I don't. I, it's not a Lake Monster beer tonight. I apologize. I actually did go to the liquor store in Lakeville, to um, pick some up actually for tonight's show and for this weekend we're doing a golf trip up north and uh, I wanted to bring some Lake Monster up there but unfortunately they didn't have any in stock in Lakeville um, uh, at least the liquor store by my house so I'll have to hit up Total Wine or something like that before I head out for the weekend but I do have it in my Lake Monster glass as always so uh, <laughs> so we're, we're drinking we're drinking at least uh, in style tonight um, you know I was going to say you could just stop by Lake Monster. Um, on the way up, yeah. It's on the other side of the cities of where I need to go. But you know what? It might be worth that stop. You're absolutely right. It is worth that stop. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always delicious. <laughs> I know that. Um, what was your question? Uh, just how I'm doing. Your, just yeah, your, just your thoughts on, on Sunday's win. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, 
not the most exciting win in the world, right? You have a you have a Saints team that's down, you know, their starting quarterback who where again, maybe their backup's better than their starter. I don't know. Uh, but they're down their top running back, they're down uh left guard, top receiver. Um, so, so they're pretty banged up and, and we just squeaked by, uh, with a victory. Um, but what I will say is that in the past, and I guess we can just talk recent past, right? These are games that we would fall trapped to. These are games that we would, um, get, be close, be close and miss that field goal to take the lead. And, and will let's hits that field goal to take the win, right? Like, we yeah. finish the game, and whether it's an ugly win, whether it's a blowout, a win's a win, and it, it allows us to be three and one, leading the division, leading what a second or third seed right now in the um, in the NFC. Second, yeah. So I, I'm gonna I'm not gonna complain now. I know there's this whole discourse on Twitter right now amongst Vikings Twitter of. Well, Kirk Cousins, you care about QB wins. He's getting QB wins, but he's playing poorly. You complain. He plays amazing last year, but we couldn't get the wins. He's not getting the QB wins. It's Kirk's fault. And I'm going to sit in the camp that says, "Hey, I'm happy to get a win." Yeah, and and I I will say I don't I don't think that Kirk's playing poorly by any stretch of the imagination. I think I just think he's playing conservatively in in these first four games. Um, Obviously, the big um, <clears throat> except for game one, I thought he was a relatively aggressive game one. Yes, yes, uh, but I was just going to say, other than like the the callouts where like there's there's different options for Kirk Cousins to throw to, I really don't think he's played super poorly. Um, he's he hasn't played great. He's 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 definitely played middle tier, middle of the pack ish. Um, but we are three and one with him at the helm, and he does deserve credit for his drives in Detroit and his drive in London last week um, on that go route to Justin Jefferson. So I think Kevin O'Connor, and I'm not trying to give excuses, right? Like these guys are professionals and I talked about it on Sunday and this kind of will go into the theme of, of tonight's show of, you know, where is this offensive explosion? But through four weeks, this Vikings offense has looked more Kubiak esque than it has Kevin O'Connell, Los Angeles Rams esque, in my opinion. Um, I think there's and, there's shades uh, there's shades of both. There's shades of both. Yeah, but when it matters like, most, like, I feel what, like they lean when back we're making on, on explosive Kubiak plays. Stuff. Sure, but when we're when we're making explosive plays, it is that Rams offense stuff, right? You look at the end yeah. around to Justin Jefferson for the touchdown. You look at the big um, the crossing route that Justin Jefferson ran both in the Green Bay game and in the Saints game where he's coming across the middle. This game he got lucky that kind of Lattimore ran into his own guy and, and, mm-hmm. and Jefferson's wide open. Uh, but, you know, those are, you know, because he motioned before that play, right? So those yeah. are Rams-esque plays where we, uh, we are, though, having some shades of that Kubiak offense. And I wouldn't even say it's, I don't even know if it's Kubiak's offense or if it's shades of Kirk reverting back to that conservative um, decision-making process, like taking the check down when we might have an opportunity one-on-one or a guy yep. coming open and he didn't wait long enough, And which, which is kind of funny because this is the first year, and Dave, you'll love this, this is the first year that our offensive line's been pretty darn good. Now, obviously, we had our awards last game, 
Um, there, there was a lot more pressure in Kirk's face than there had been in the previous few. But the offensive lines give him more time. I, his bench book oh, yeah. is maybe at 100% there. So, and I, in, I might in, have in, no, no, I, I got what you were saying. Um, so I, the other thing too, cause, cause you are right. It's, it's not, it's not Kubiak's offense. It's probably more shades of it. And I think the one thing that Kevin O'Connell stressed even before the season. And one of the things I think he said in, in one of his first press conferences is he's going to, to kind of meet his players where they're comfortable in, in certain play calling. And I think that is more so, um, more so keyed in on Kirk. Um, he's going to push him. And I think we have seen him push Kirk cousins a little bit. I don't think it's quite to the, the potential it could be, uh, but we've seen it, but when it matters and when we really need things, I think they do kind of revert back to what Kirk is comfortable with, which are those, you know, play action boot passes, um, you know, getting him out of the pocket and really I'm kind of losing my train of thought here because I keep going back to that Johnny Munt play, but I think you get what I'm trying to say here. Kevin O'Connell is really just trying to, to not force his playbook down Kirk Cousins throat and be like, this is how it's going to be run. Maybe how Zimmer kind of did it in the past and he's going to meet his players where they're at. So, um, yeah, and uh, real quick before we divert to the next topic potential yeah. here, no, you're um, good. Co- couple co- couple comments, Brian. You you ask, isn't this all derived from the Shanahan scheme? And you're you're absolutely right. Yes, Clint mm-hmm. Kubiak, Gary Kubiak came from Shanahan. My you know uh, McVeigh's tree came from the Shanahan tree as well. So yes, you're absolutely right. Now you will see the variations of how the offenses ran from like Clint Kubiak and Gary Kubiak from Kevin O'Connell, um, uh, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay in just the amount of motion that they do, the amount of pass plays versus run plays. So Kubiak is going to be much more run heavy as we saw in the last few years with Dalvin, uh, where yeah. uh, McVay, O'Connell, well, Shanahan still run heavy. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is. But I think the McVeigh tree tends to uh, pass a bit more than the other two groups. Um, and then another comment I wanted to bring up was Aaron earlier. I'm not seeing it in the comments anymore, but I saw it pop up on the screen. Um, asked, are we progressively getting better through these games? Because obviously we have some like ugly wins, if you want to call them that. Um, oh, yes. Are we progressively getting better? Are we passing the eye test? Um, it's a good question. Uh, you, yeah. I, I think it's a great question. Are we progressively getting better? I think so. Are we passing the eye test? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if this is a contender. Now, sure, we're three and one, and we're winning when we need to win. But like looking at this team going up against, let's say, like the Chiefs team that just obliterated Tampa. I, I was watching that game, thinking, I don't think we could compete with this Chiefs team. Right? They have like, a hard time but, competing, competing with Tampa. If Tampa's putting up those many points. Well, right. But also like Green Bay beat Tampa. We beat Green, we handle Green Bay quite well. Like where's, where's the delineation there, right? Like you can say this yeah. about all the different games, but I do know that the, we, we shouldn't be considered the favorite, right? Like the Eagles are far and away seem to be the most well-rounded team 
Uh, they're playing really well. Um, and, but like, I do think we are progressively getting better. And then the last comment I wanted to quick say before we get into any other topics here um, is Raymond. He, he had mentioned that uh, Mackie uh, had Mike Boone on today. Or is it Mike Boone? Yeah. On Mike today. Boone. Boone. Yeah. Um, and they're talking Cousins. Boone thinks Cousins is playing well because of reads. Again, that's great and all. Like Boone, if you want us to go ahead and say that, there's other analysts that are going to say, that you know, Kirk's playing a little too conservative. Kirk himself in his press conference today said he was playing a little too conservative, basically saying, right. you know, if, if I take a you know half half a breath here, I'm going to see Thielen open in the end zone. If I you know take a half a breath, I'm going to go ahead and see Justin Jefferson running wide open in the end zone instead of the check down. Like yeah. Kirk's realizing it, he's making the right play. It's not like that uh, month play was a bad play. Like there's no. a lot of discourse on that on Twitter too. No, like that would have gotten a first down if yeah, Monk exactly. It the was ball a good read. at minimum. Yeah, if not a touchdown. Yeah. So we probably aren't talking about this if Munt didn't if he caught the ball. But at the same time, if you're playing more aggressively, you're not just like let's get the first down. You're saying, okay, do I have a chance to get a touchdown on this play? Okay, Thielen, like that that corner's playing up a bit. Thielen's coming open. I know it. I'm going to hold on just a half a second longer and I'm going to make that play. But again, I don't fault Kirk for making that pass. It was a, um, it, it was the right read. So, yeah. Now what Booney so, said, hold on Matt. What Booney said during the show that is very interesting is one that everybody's learning. He loves the way the offensive line's looking, but Kirk Cousins and everybody's learning this offense. But he's seeing stuff where Kevin O'Connell is setting up plays, right? Be it um, the Thielen uh, sweep, or not the Thielen, but the Jefferson sweep was a Jefferson TD pass before, and they're and they're putting guys in the backfield and doing stuff, and it's all to build up on. They may align the same way, but run completely different concepts and completely different plays, and it's going to wreak havoc on defenses as we get further and further into the season. That Booney was extremely excited about. And we haven't yeah. seen that in a long time. Uh, we haven't. So. Yeah. Um, I, w- I was just going to call out, by the way, just a, just a correction there. It's not Mike Boone. It's it's Alex, Alex Boone. Boone. Mike Boone Alex is the Boone. Yeah, that's what I thought. Denver running back, former Minnesota Viking. But uh, Denver running back and Alex Boone is the former offensive guard. So this will kind of, you know, play off the offense a little bit um, because I want to get your take on the defense this past week in London, because I thought they started the game pretty good. um, And then later on, I think it kind of tailed off. And, And that's really what we're missing, I think, in a lot of different phases outside of special teams, I would say, is consistency. Um, we've seen spurts of the potential that this team could be, and that's what I think makes it so exciting. But just talking about last week's game, do you think that the defense, you know, fell apart in the second half and kind of kept New Orleans in that game, or were they just put in some pretty poor spots because our offense stalled out and and couldn't kind of keep those drives alive and put them back out on the field? Yeah, it's probably a mix of both. Uh, when you when you look at it, you need your offense to at least generate consistent offense. I'm not saying they have to go down and score every every time they have the ball, but uh, you do need to not run some three and outs like that. That's obviously the one of the worst things mm-hmm. you can do for your defense, right? 
So, um, but also, you know, I mean, the defense is what it is. I'm not going to sit here and ever say that it's a solid defense. We went against a bad Saints offense for the most part, right? Yeah. Like you have Andy Dalton. He's not, uh, he's not an all pro. Um, their best receiver was their rookie, Chris Olave, which again, nothing against him. He's a great receiver. I, I really wanted, I really liked him. I thought the Vikings could take him if uh, he was available um, <laughs> in, in this year's draft, but, um, but he's, he's, you know, he's still a rookie so he shouldn't be just like completely destroying you right um but we we just we lack i think consistency in in the scheme at this point in time right like yeah. some of these guys are still getting used to it we're not generating enough pressure with uh with smith and hunter i mean they, they are getting there uh from time to time but i mean there was yeah, times still- last week yeah, right. I'm saying, yeah, like there were times last week Dalton had all day to throw. Uh, so in, in these corners are only so good at this point in time. Dantzler played really well. I will give him that. But he can't guard a guy for as long as that Dalton had to, to throw at times. Um, and that, that, that goes back to what we talked about. I think it was off air after last week's show. But Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter, there's no doubt that they are talented edge rushers in the NFL. No one here is debating that, but I think Dave Dave called them this, and I'm I'm going to steal it. But they're betas, right? Like they just they need an alpha on the opposite side of them to truly elevate their game to an elite level. Um, because Andy Dalton should not have all day to throw the ball. Um, granted, they did put some pressure on him occasionally, but that was more so from the interior with like Harrison Phillips and Dalvin Tomlinson who have been a wrecking crew through this, you know, these, these first four games. So, well, yeah, Z had five pressures. Uh, Daniil had three during the game just for golly G's looking at it. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson had three. I thought he had more than that, but he was, he was dominant, especially in the run game. And, uh, Phillips had yeah, D- no pressure. Dalvin Tomlinson has been fantastic. Oh, he's, been, yeah. uh, he's probably our best defender. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, by per PFF grade wise, he is. Um, oh, really? Yes, he's our number yeah. one rated defender. I mean, I, I'm not surprised. I, I, you know, you can see on the field and, and when you play back, like he's making Did plays you? everywhere. So, um. Yeah, so it, I, you know, I, I think it's hard to generate pressure without blitzing in this league, um, and unless you have just studs, and for whatever reason, our studs aren't getting it done right now. So, um, but the 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 way that this defense is being called and the way it's played, they don't bring pressure all that often. So um, it, it's it's going to be a give and take at some point where we either have to accept that this is a poor defense that's going to give up a lot of yards and hope that we just bend and don't break like we have done a lot during this um, during this season, or we um, or we start bringing some pressure and really putting our corners at risk uh, for big plays. Um, the, that's a good thing, though. We're not letting up a ton of just massively big plays. Yeah, well, that's, and that's the whole point, right? You want to keep it kind of underneath. But I, um, I do want to bring up one thing. What the heck's going on with Harrison Smith? Well, we, we can get to that because I, I want you to elaborate, but uh, I'll, I want to address Raymond's uh, comment, him saying that no one in the NFL is beta. You don't get to that level as a beta. And I, I totally I totally agree. I couldn't go out and do that shit. So 
when I when I say beta, which by the way it came from Dave, so this is really Dave's well, fault. I, if, if we if we boil it down, <laughs> they're they're the side. They, they, yes, yes. Way. They they just need they need someone opposite of them to really help them out in until it's but like, but like what's weird is that those two are like the best tandem at least skill set wise we've had in a while but yeah to your point Her- uh everson griffin was like like i, I don't want to say i don't I, I was about to say like probably an insensitive thing to say about him but like he was a dog like like and and i think Zadarius smith is a dog too but i just don't know if like that bark is coming right now i don't know well and and it, i think it might, it's part, it might get there i think it's part of the defense I still think they're learning the defense. They're definitely learning communication on the backside, right? Whether they're playing shell and whatever cover it is, they're still making mistakes there and getting in the wrong coverage. So that's communication stuff. I think that's also part of the line because I think in Donatel's defense, Donatel's defense is known for exotic blitzes. Have we seen any? Nope. Not yet. Hardly they, at they, all. I mean, there may be, you probably count them on one hand how many blitzes we've had in four games. Maybe. Once the back end gets <laughs> more locked down, I expect more movement up front. I expect sure. him to throw in a blitz every now and maybe, then, which will help pressure numbers. Maybe they're big brain in it, though. Maybe they're maybe. they're not revealing things, knowing that they have these easier opponents. And so why would you put those things out on tape um, so teams can kind of learn it when instead you can kind of keep that in your back pocket. And when you go up against a team like the Miami Dolphins in a couple of weeks, who I think I, I, st- I still think people believe in them, even though Tua is is not going to play this week. But you go into that game and you surprise them, right? Maybe you do start sending some of those blitzes that, are part of a Donatel's defense that we have not seen yet. Um, yeah. And maybe they're just trying to keep a vanilla. Who knows? Who knows? Um, going back, though, because you, you seem like you got a little hyped up, Ryan. Um, and, Dan, I, I am taking ownership. Uh, I, I, Ryan just summed it up better for me. I think they, they, they're more like sidekicks. So, um, But, Ryan, what, do you, what, what are you talking about Harrison Smith here? Uh, You're watching that game. He looks like shit. I uh, we're used to Harrison Smith being like the like savior of this defense, like the eraser of the defense. And he almost seems as much of a liability as Cam Bynum is right now. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like he just doesn't look himself and God, I, I could have swore I was going to break something in the house when he stayed down. I know he got, they blew that whistle really freaking quickly on that big pass to Olave. Um, mm-hmm. um, and they blew that really quickly when he was down on the ground. But I'm like, dude, you got to get up. Like, you have to be so much more aware knowing that they threw it over the middle. They got, like, 20 seconds left. No timeouts. They have to run up and clock this. Get your ass up and squabble your way to the sidelines. I know you got hit in the nuts. I understand. It's painful. <laughs> I get it. But, like, you got to get up and not allow that clock because you know they're going to clock it. So if yeah. you can just stand up even and let them clock that ball, you 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 know what I mean? Like now we're not talking no. like because they we got lucky yeah. that a lot of couldn't get I, I get it, but get up. Just stand. 
He it may have been too hard. Dude, well, All you right, know what? But... Then get, get off the football field. Like that is ridiculous. I was so <laughs> mad because that, that like if if Olave catches that ball on the sidelines, <laughs> it, hey, I would stand up, Dan. I would stand up and I would probably be crying, but I'd stand up and let them clock that ball because that so, that, that allowed them to run two more plays. I I think then what I'm hearing Ryan is and we could do this and we could just go to, park, go, go to a park go to go go to a football field and we can just wail on you real quick and then we'll <laughs> see how quickly you can get up and then run to uh run to the sideline and if if Dude, you can he do didn't it have to do that he just had to stand up he had to stand up and not be hurt that's all he had to do. Trust me, you can kill a man if you hit him just right in the nuts. I understand. I've been hitting the nuts before, Dave, and it hurts like hell, but I can stand what? up to save my team. It, <laughs> I, it's, it was bad. He needs to be more aware and get his ass up because he got up about a second too late. It was one second well, too late. Well, we originally thought Matt and I both and Flip. Thought I thought he, he broke his wrist. Broke his wrist. Right, no, just, and especially no, when he went to the sidelines and he was holding it down low, he was holding his wrist, but he was you know, holding it over his dunk. crotch. We found out later it was. I got to be honest; he I, got hit in the nuts. I didn't think we'd be talking about getting hit in the nuts tonight. Um, well, so. I'm just saying, like, dude, like <laughs> between the poor play and then that happening, I was just irate. I was irate. Well, tell me more about what you were irate about on Sunday, because for me, it was the first half blunders. Uh, where we came away with two field goals and uh, we didn't score any touchdowns to put this pathetic Saints team away. And maybe they're not as pathetic as, as we think they are. Their defense is elite, but nonetheless pathetic. Uh, well, from an here's the standpoint. thing is that that defense is elite, yet we put up, I think it was 28 points or 20, yeah, 28 points. Yep. Uh, we put up 28 points and that easily could have been 42. Or whatever, minus nine. Yeah, so whatever. It, it easily could have been like 35, 40 points if we actually could get in the end zone. So, yes, I was also upset about that because, again, we had opportunities. Uh, we talked about them already. Kirk throwing to the flat when it, that second read, that next read is coming open in the end zone. Jefferson was open. Thielen was open. Um, but, again, I mean, it, it's split-second decisions. It's easy for us to say it in hindsight. Um, when, when it, or when it's happening on TV, this guy has 300, 320 pound linemen coming after him. Uh, so again, it's easy for us to say, but you know, you look at this, the way that the scheme and it's been the consistent since game one, we, we, we even called into question Kevin O'Connell's play calling. It's not the play calling. These guys are getting open. It's Mm -hmm. making the right read or moving to your second read when the first read is, eh. Like it's an okay option, but it's not the right. It's not the right option. So, um, yeah, I was I was upset about that. I was upset about yeah, like you said, the the play calling on defense where we allowed them to get back into the game. Um, Harrison Smith laying on the ground like a little bitch, um, and then and and, and yeah, going I don't know. On it's just, it's Ryan's just, got some nuts just, to talk about it. So. It's it's just frustrating, you know what I mean? Like it's like again, I'm happy for the win. I'll take the win. A win's a win. But um, when, when you have an opportunity to put away a team, that's what that's our next step. We're winning the yeah. close, tough games. We're coming back. Now we need to now we need to put a team away, and hopefully we can do that this week. So, I I will say because I I was, I think I was probably equally as 
livid is not the right word, but just frustrated on Sunday. Like I was clearly, I'm happy that we won, but in the final score on Sunday, I kind of went off on this offense um, because we've been waiting, right? Like we, I feel like I'm just a freaking broken record on this show, but where is this offense explosion that we, we were essentially sold. And I, I know I've gotten comments that say like, well, they didn't like tell us that we were getting an elite elite offense. No, but it's it's implied that when you pull Kevin O'Connell away from the LA Rams, who are Super Bowl champions, that he's going to bring that with him. So my question has been through three weeks, where four weeks, four weeks. where is this offensive explosion? And I can say that I've I, I'm still wondering where that 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 offense is. But after watching back the game, watching through the tape, um, and I think, I mean, you kind of alluded to it too, right? Like they could have put up 42 points on an elite saints defense. Yeah. And, and the plays were there. Me. Yeah. And, and it's killing me to say this More points the week before they could have scored more against Philadelphia and brought us back in the game. Th- those, yeah. that stuff yeah. is there. We're sitting there watching it, and yet they're. They are. When you look so at all the metrics; close. they're smack dab in the middle of the league right now. But I see, and here's the thing: I don't think. I think games will obviously dictate how how much of an explosive offense we see from week to week. I'm hoping for a shootout in that Miami Dolphin game. That would be super fun. Uh, but they hey, are really close. An underrated defense there in Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they they are super close. I mean, outside of the Eagles game, which maybe that's just the game you didn't show up for this year. Who who knows? But uh, I thought that they the Packers defense is is good, it's, and it's supposed to be really good. And they they did f- just fine against them. Um, you know, New Orleans defense is really good, and they did just fine against them. So I'm holding out hope that it's it's coming and. I don't think it'll be this week, and I don't think it'll be next week, but I would anticipate coming out of the bye week that, and I think, is it Washington out of the bye? Um, Yeah, I think so. At Washington. Yeah. I'm just just checking. Oh, it's Arizona, I think. Oh, yeah. No, Arizona is before the bye, right? Doesn't matter. I think. It doesn't matter. No, Arizona's not before the bye. (laughs) We go Chicago. It's after the bye. It's after the bye. Miami and then a bye. Yeah, that's but, right. Uh, Our bye is in Nashville. That's right. But what I what I was going to say is just that I I think it's coming, and I think fans should be um, a little bit more patient with kind of the offensive sputtering, and I and I say that kind of hypocritically because I've I was there on Sunday. I I totally was frustrated with the lack of execution on some of those plays, but um, it's coming. Take a look at it this way because, yeah, we are getting frustrated. We're used to the Stefanski, Kubiak, Spawn of Kubiak style, right? And Kirk Cousins was his best during those years. This year we got a a newer style and a completely new language in the system. It's taken them a while to – to embrace it, to know it, to make it into muscle memory, 
on how to use it. Previously, we used to play starters in the preseason. This year, we did not play starters in the preseason. Half the league didn't play starters in the preseason. What you're looking yeah. now at that first four weeks, the September, yeah, and this one was technically October games, tends to be sort of like the preseason, especially when we played four, four games in the preseason, where guys are starting to get it mm-hmm. when they've got a new new system. And new systems even take longer than old systems that they're used to. So they're coming together slowly. Uh, who was the one that commented? I think it was Aaron. Do we see improvement via the eye test? Are we seeing improvement game to game? If we see improvement game to game, that is something to be happy about. Yes, we can nitpick and go, why didn't Kirk look here? Or why did Ed Ingram miss this block? Why did Daniil Hunter not get a sack? Right? We can go and get into each and every layer. Uh, we can, but if they're – you need to give them some grace, and I've been – they are three and one. A lot of that's luck, but you got to give them some grace to learn. And if, as long as they're improving, the hope is still there, right? It's not like they're stuck and they're going to be this way the rest of the season because we know that isn't going to be the case. So as long as they keep improving, yes, we may get frustrated, but if they keep improving and keep winning – let them yeah, do winning, that all win, the way until they hit the elite teams. But we yeah, hope by the time they all. get to the elite teams, they're playing elite. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to go back to a couple of comments before we get to, to the Bears game, if we can. Yeah, I know which um, comments you're going to go back to. No, 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 not that one specifically, <laughs> at least yet. Um, number one, tight end play. Are we missing Rudy after that? Um, not really. I don't think Rudy was elite when – uh, you know who I missed? Tyler Rudy Conklin. Rudy was elite uh, 10, 15 years ago. But no, yeah, Rudy, Rudy was fine in the early part of his career. But the, late, Hot the take. later years. Kyle Rudolph yeah. was never elite. No, Ever. he was good. Oh, he I mean, hey, good. hey, I'm going to listen to Glover Quinn. Glover Quinn said they game plan against Kyle Rudolph early in his career. Like that's how much I of an impact apparently. He in the reds, I'll, I'll give him in the red zone. He, he said all over on the show. He said all over on the show. I, 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 I couldn't believe it, but because uh, I even openly was like, what what are we talking about? Um, <laughs> so th- that was the first one. The, the next one I wanted to go to was, oh, where did it go? Where did it go? Um, oh, what do we think about Tyler Boyd calling out the fans after the game? That's do you, do not you, Tyler Boyd. All right, not Tyler Boyd. Sorry, Chris Boyd. Um, We're getting all our what, names mixed up here tonight. Chris I Boyd. Know, okay. Yeah, Chris Boyd. No, so, Matt, do you, Matt, do you want to address it? <laughs> I forget what the exact quote is, so let me pull it up here just so I can properly you know, never retell it. You should never talk disparagingly to your fans. They pay your bills. We got some yeah, ungrateful yeah, fans. Yeah, I don't I be on the internet <laughs> looking for shit, but we won yeah. and some were still complaining. We got a big dub. We're 3-1. and one. Shut the F up. Please find another team if you're not satisfied. Or shut the f up. My, you know what? My reaction to that is: This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. 
Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. I don't, I don't, I don't care what Chris Boyd thinks of, of the fans. <laughs> That's true. I, I, I really don't. Like, Chris Boyd had a huge play in that game, and it was a, mo- a mo- momentum swinger, and I... I'm happy and about it that. Almost cost us 15 yards. It should have but, cost us 15 yards. But Chris Boyd has been on the team for what? Five years. He threw his helmet. That's Four. Penalty. How long has Chris Boyd been on the team? I think it's his fourth year. Yeah, I think we've been Viking fans for so much longer than that. And so, yeah, but you know what? I I'm going to agree with Boyd a bit, honestly. Like, what the hell are no. we like? No, we're going to sit here and complain because Kirk, like, again, we're sitting here complaining that Kirk Cousins didn't throw to Adam Thielen for a touchdown. We're sitting here complaining that Justin Jefferson didn't throw for a touchdown. We won the effing game, and uh, people are saying that this team's trash. And he's sitting here saying, hey, we put our lives on the line to create this product for you, to win for you, and we're doing that, and you guys are nothing but complaining. And that's true for a lot of this fan base. Well, I I agree with him to that extent. But here's the thing. So complaining, like we're not complaining. We are simply critiquing some of the play. Like, obviously we're happy, but no game is perfect. And there's going to be things that you can critique on a week to week basis. Now, I don't know. It wasn't just Chris Boyd that it was agreeing with, or he's the one that spoke the comment. There were many players that agreed, including Cam Dantzler, and he's one of the he's one of the rising stars (laughs) of this team. So it's not just Chris Boyd who's thinking this way. I think that we need to understand that it's hard to win in the NFL, and we should really be grateful for it. I, I guess I'm also a little bit surprised too, because at least in in my in my feed on Twitter, in what I read, um, there were, there were clearly people critiquing Kirk cousins. Um, you know, some of the throws he made the defense, letting up some, you know, some, some plays, but that happens happens. across the league. It happens every every single week. Every team has this. And I guess I was a little bit surprised just to see it because I didn't, think it was an overwhelming amount of fans that were like super pissed, but mm-hmm. apparently there's enough because Chris Boyd tweeted about it. I saw other fans calling us, you know, fake or fraudulent three and one, you know, people. So honestly though, I don't, I don't care what Chris Boyd thinks. Um, 
I'm like going to root for this team. I, I, I do for, too. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. do too, but I don't I don't care how he thinks about how we root for the team that has let us down for decades. Um <laughs> prove us differently then. You know what? Yeah. If, if they still win if, every game. If there's still fans complaining, go out. Prove us differently. And that's and, what they're doing. Be, be better. Um, and, and, then, and then the last <laughs> question I have for you, Matt, quick, before we get to Denver. Yeah. La- last last week you got cooked pretty good online. And in the comments, in the tonight, comments here tonight, you know, I know. tonight, you are getting cooked again. What's going on? Like, Where's Dan's anything, comment? If anything, I think you are like the more um, – likable of us two to be honest <laughs> uh, of course dave's the most likable but uh, of us two i i would assume you're the most likable but you're the one that's constantly getting cooked now i'm called you know smoke another one uh because i keep getting all these names wrong uh but but yeah, yeah i think you just, just said we were playing work. denver this week and it's uh it's chicago but i didn't yeah i am getting I thought you did, but whatever. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting a little cooked, but you know, I think it's a little bit different. So in, in this in this season, I've tried to take a more active role instead of just host, and so I think it's it's I I'm putting my words out there more, and so they're they're being scrutinized more than they probably have in the past. So and rightfully so. Um, but yeah, last last week I got roasted by. Uh, I can't even remember his name, but I was I was volunteering to hop on Viking Hot Takes with Flip, and I log on to check the comments after, and yeah, I got I got torn to shreds. But we we made amends. We we you made did. amends, I saw that. and, I saw and that. we're good. So I expect to make amends with Dan here too, who or Nick. It was Nick Howard. Sorry, Dan, I didn't mean to put you on blast. Know, and, and Dan, blast. Dan, Dan called you out too. I think. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe it's both. I got to make amends with both here, but. Uh, you know, Nick and said, Alejandro. You're all, I mean, they're all working yet. Where Where are these comments? I'm not even seeing them. I don't know. Uh, see, Dan said he's giving me crap. It was Nick telling me to own up to uh, or practice what I preach, which I I am practicing what I preach. I I was frustrated. I looked at it, and now I'm like, all right, we gotta we gotta be patient with the offense. Yeah, I'm practicing what I preach. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, oh, and the last keep comment, the fiery Nick. comments coming though. If you guys, if you guys have had long days, or you're or you're frustrated from, you know, some of the Vikings performances, or it's I, Wednesday I at work and your guy. boss is a jerk, and yeah. I can be that guy. <laughs> come in here and just fire all your, you know, disses that you want right at me. I'm here for the party. It makes the show fun. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Last comment on the game, or comment on the game, and then we'll go to. Uh, are you Chicago okay tonight? I, I'm great. Yeah, um, you are stumbling. Uh, Greg Joseph, <laughs> one second, and all of the special teams. Greg Joseph, the special teams. I mean, we're sitting here where special teams traditionally over the last few years has been almost the Achilles heel. Like they're not the reason we're losing games, but they're definitely not helping us win. Where now they are actually actively contributing contributing to these wins you know where we're getting big returns we're getting clutch kicking we're getting um great plays fumbles or big stops and like making them uh, down in distance like or not down distance but like pinning them back like is our punter the best punter in the league that our rookie right he might be the best right right now probably the best quarterback rating well that's right well him and well 
Hecker had a great uh, pass this week. I think got called back. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a couple of cool like you know plays that way. Like we're, we're I'm like jazzed up about this uh, special team. So it's good to see Greg Joseph win special teams player of the week as well. Yes. Well, Matt Daniels yeah. is turning out to be a heck of a coach, and he's got the whole team fired up. They asked, Talking about Rager's juicy booty or whatever he was saying. <laughs> yeah. Yes, those but comments. It, they were talking about uh, Kevin O'Connell mentioned it in his press conference today, how the whole team's excited and how they want the special teams cap and you know how C.J. Ham's a great captain and they're all taking ownership. And it's the first team they've ever seen have special teams meetings solely, player-directed special teams meeting at least once a week. The, he's yes. got them fired up. He is a future head coach prospect. He Ooh, just has that hate. it factor. Um, Mike Tomlinson, before before I went to Pittsburgh, had that. He's got that, and he's going to someday Tomlin. make a great. See, head I'm not coach. the only one messing up names. I'm not the only one messing up names. Uh, you know what? So we <laughs> I, have. I uh, can blame the whiskey. <laughs> I mean, Dan Henneman said it is happy hour, and I think I we have never tagged this like phrase for this show, but um, I said something a while back that the longer this show goes on, uh, you know, the crazier the the takes get, and it's it's true. I mean, when you're drinking yeah. throughout the show, um, it, it gets a little chaotic. But we're cruising through this show. We haven't even talked about this week's game, so let's just quick go through it because. Dave will have us covered on Saturday on two old bloggers to really break it down. So if you guys really want more of a detailed explanation about what to expect this weekend, matchup, so on and so forth, check out two old bloggers on Saturday. I think it's Saturday this week. I don't Saturday. know if it's changed. Probably um, at four o'clock. It may be up in the air. I'll let you know because perfect. Darren will be in Alberta, Canada. Perfect. The so in-laws. there you go. You guys can you guys can check that out there. there but we can around still touch o'clock. on it. Central on Saturday. Ryan, I have three questions for you. You can pick any one of them and then throw a different one back to me. Um, what are the what are your expectations for this week versus the Bears? What are some matchups that we can exploit? What are the keys to victory? Um I think uh Hey Don, welcome to the show. I don't know. Man, there's too too many good options there. I think I'm gonna go with expectations and I'm actually going to disagree with your earlier take. I think we do see the offensive explosion this week. A home game, Bears' porous defense, their DBs are trash. I mean, they got Jalen Johnson um, is their only good DB, and I can't remember if he's even healthy right now. Um, and, and, and Kyler Gordon, who I loved in the draft process, is just yeah. getting worse, I, just getting think- worked all season. <laughs> in every mock draft, I think I, I was actively trying to get Kyler Gordon um, and it's nothing. And he's probably just fine. I think he's probably a just fine of a corner. But like, I mean, when you're going up against some of these offenses they've gone up against, and your the rest of your team is like just garbage because they have no pass rush, right? So like, yeah. you're, you're not getting any help from that. Yeah, he's just getting worked. So um, I think this is our off- offensive explosion game. I think we're going to have a great opportunity to really, um, really. Stick it to them, which is something we haven't really done to the Bears in a while. Uh, they always hang around, and they might hang around even this game. But from an mm-hmm. offensive standpoint, I think we're going to put up a lot of points um, and, and have an opportunity to really showcase what we can do. 
Um, yes. Yeah. So that, that's kind of what I'm thinking here. Um, okay. And I, I think we have, sorry, I had to address this. Alejandro, I think it was, uh, he's telling me that I, or no, Aaron, Aaron told me I need to do a TikTok of me getting hit in the nuts side by side <laughs> with Harrison Smith yes. and, and see if I can get up faster than him. And I'll then film uh, it. Alejandro had mentioned tequila and I'm like, well, if I could take a few shots of tequila before that happens, I might be up for it. So, there you go. um, there you go. All right, uh, Matt, why don't we have you talk about the keys to victory? Keys to victory. I think this game this weekend, the key to victory, and it's going to be weird because we want to see a, you know, an electric passing offense. But I think, and we'll get to this too in the buy-sell portion, but I think we need to get Dalvin Cook back on track. I think this is a Dalvin Cook breakout game to where he he shuts up the naysayers including myself of is he regressing um and i think that yeah, if we I think can Calvin cook is cooked dude i'm 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 i don't know i don't know if i'm well, a believer you'll get to talk about that in just a little bit but um yeah i i think the keys to victory here obviously are you know being efficient on offense you know, finishing these drives, we can't be settling for field goals this week, especially at home. I want to see some aggressiveness from Kevin O'Connell when it's fourth and short, fourth and goal. You know, when you're down in the red zone, let's convert. Let's get the touchdown. Let's get out of there. But for the defensive side of the ball, the keys to victory for me, and we we called them out in this show. Um, I want to see, oh my gosh, my cat scared me. Um, I want to see, (laughs) (laughs) um, I want to see, Zadaria Smith and Daniil Hunter shut Justin Fields down. And I, I forget which show it was on, but I, I kind of compared the the mobility aspect and the the tough running of Justin Fields to Jalen Hurts and, and Josh Allen, right? They they both kind of are elusive in the pocket and um they they can be a little, you know, they they can get away from from pressure pretty easily. Now I'm not saying Fields is even in the same realm as those two, especially arm talent wise. You know, I would trust Jalen Hurts and, and Josh Allen way more than that. But um, I want to see Zadari Smith and Daniil Hunter really apply that pressure and close down on Justin Fields. I want, and I wanted Justin Fields back in the day. He's he's a division rival now. I want him to have nightmares from Sunday's game versus this Vikings defense. Let's get it rocking. I want some old school football where we stop them on defense and just pound the rock. Mike Zimmer can sit in Kentucky and be proud of this game plan this week. And that's my key to victory. Wow, look at that. Look at that. Dave, do you have a couple of uh, matchups we can exploit real quick? Well, uh, as he said, as Matt said, Justin Fields is the worst under pressure. And he's the most under pressure so far this season of anybody. Dude, dude ranks thirty second out of thirty three quarterbacks this year. <laughs> you've to got to crank up the pressure on him. This is the time for Donatel to break out those blitzes and make his life miserable because he has nobody to throw to. Right? It's yeah. The Bears aren't good. Now, I shouldn't say that because I probably jinxed us. But nah. on paper, this should be the coming out game for the Minnesota Vikings. 
The offense should rock. They have no excuses. They should go out there and maximize. Justin Jefferson, yes. Adam Thielen should be putting points on the boards. Uh, you got. We should be able to run on them. Hopefully, Dalvin gets his first over a hundred yard game. Kirk Cousins should be able to settle in there. It's this should be the coming out game for the Minnesota Vikings. And one key factor is that destroy their will to play, right? Destroy not only on the offensive side, but the defensive side. Destroy Chicago's will to play. Make them want to get on their bus or their plane and fly back to Chicago before, you know, the end of the third quarter. Just destroy it. Yeah. And they could do that. They have the ability. No, and I I totally agree with you, Dave. Um, Ryan was looking for matchups, though. Well, <laughs> well, he, he kind of gave that right, like the defensive line versus the Bears' offensive line. That's fair. The, That's fair. Our I guess, offensive I guess. line versus just, their defensive it, line. I don't. Like, I don't think there's their will. Yeah, I get it. One section where the Bears are better. Oh, hey, Aaron, Aaron, you are right. No more Hicks. We need Asamoah in there. We really do. And Asamoah is supposed to start. I saw that a couple days ago. What? Not, uh, not Asamoah. Nope. Nope. No. 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 You got I me. Missed yeah. Yeah. Armin yeah, Watts. Yeah. Is going to start for the Bears. And he's all, and he hasn't started yet. This Why would we worry about Armin Watts when we have the amazing elite Garrett Bradley? I'm not worried about Armin Watts. That's just so what I'm the one I'm not that I've the one player I've trashed consistently over the last two and a half years has been Garrett Bradbury, and he's sitting here <laughs> actually playing out of his mind right now. I don't know how great he is. I think he's still grading semi poorly, but he's actually. Pass blocking better, which is he's what 18. I wanted. Well, probably. actually, he's grading the best, but I'm not sure it's all him versus. Well, pass Cleveland blocking. Like, I'm blocking last game. He was awful. Apparently, I'm using my host bad. powers. I'm not going to sit here and talk about Garrett Bradbury. Let's start the lightning <laughs> round. Ah, <laughs> uh, that means. By I the way, if you're here music. still and you're and you're firing up the chat, uh, we really appreciate it. That wasn't me. No, nah, that was me. <laughs> I hit the wrong um, and, we're, and please continue to come back every single Wednesday. We love hearing your comments. We love seeing you shit talk us. Um, we're all in this together, as they would say in High School Musical. Um, I know Ryan will <laughs> love that analogy. I really do, actually. You know what's funny is um, me and my friends actually used to love that movie in high school. And um, and my wife like just rips me apart for it still to this day. Like, really? We can adopt it. I'm like, We're all I, like this together. I like the music, you know, Zach Efron. Come on. Like, it's nice. <laughs> all right. Let's get the, let's go, let's okay. get the going. Okay. 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 And shit, I didn't do a recap of last week. I'm falling apart. I think last, okay. So last week over under, we had Vikings defense with one and a half interceptions. I believe you took the under I did. Ryan. Um, so you would have been correct. Adam Thielen, 95 receiving yards. I think you guys said under, and I think you bear, both barely uh, got by there. He got 92, I believe. And this is all just off the top of my head because I was a horrible host and didn't look into this beforehand. Uh, the third one was 24 points by the Vikings offense, and we got that one as well. So nicely done. This week, a little bit different. Uh, the first one to you, Ryan, Justin Fields, 
one and a half interceptions this week. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're getting we're getting some High School Musical stands coming out in the comments here right now. She was Alejandro so used to so be in love funny. with Vanessa Hudgens. Let's go, my guy. Let's go. And yes, Aaron Alejandro, Misery you need to make it back every week. This is awesome. <laughs> we right. want you all back um, every week. So what, what do you say? One and a half uh, interceptions for Justin Fields? Averaging one a game, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to still stick with the under. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I, I think they're going to try to run a bunch. And um, I just don't trust, like, Dantzler to get the pick when he has a wide open pick or whomever. Like, they, we've, dropped, we've dropped a lot. So um, I think uh, I'm going to go under. All right, Dave, what are you thinking? Well, how many yards a game are they producing passing-wise? It's only like 100. Yeah, um, not a lot. So he's not throwing a whole lot of passes. I'll go under. Stick to what you know, Alejandro. <laughs> that's, a, that's a quote from Dan's going over. Stick to the stuff Thank you, you know. Dan. I appreciate the offer. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, and if, if you're still here, I, I, Matt, I what meant you to doing? preface this. I'll tell you right now, but I meant to preface if you're still here listening. Uh, comment what you think as well. Um, I anticipate that this is going to be an over. I'm going to go with the over only because I expect the Vikings to dominate on Sunday and therefore the Bears will be in full-on passing mode, which means that we will be um, it, they'll be more susceptible to interceptions. So uh, the next one, Kirk Cousins, two and a half touchdowns. He's averaging two a game. Uh, I'm going to go over. Um, I think that Cousins is, you know, playing well. He's going to have a little bit more time to actually read the field because of their poor pass rush and their, their just their secondary isn't very good. So I think we're going to have an opportunity to uh, to get the over there. All right, Dave. He's going over. Like I said, this is a coming out Vikings. Oh, see, I can't. I would get. Uh, cussed out by Nick Howard and, and, and Dan here if I if I chose the over here because I said this was going to be a Dalvin Cook game and so I don't want to be a hypocrite and I got to practice I don't mind four or five or seven touchdowns no I'm saying the under I think he gets two I think he sticks to what he's been doing uh, Raymond going with a big one though he thinks five touchdowns this week I hope man I hope Dalvin Cook is the next one, uh, over or under 100 yards rushing. He has yet to surpass 100 yards this season. I'm going to stick with the under. Uh, just, I, I think we're incorporating Madison enough where you know it's limiting Cook's production. Um, he's still playing a little hurt, I think, and uh, hopefully we're up uh, at uh, an, enough of a lead where we can kind of put in our backups. That's how optimistic I am this week. Nick Mullins time? Is that what you're saying? I'm Ty Chandler, Nick Mullins, Kenny Wongu, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all right, all right. Dave, what do you bet you? You thinking Dalvin Cook uh, over or under 100 yards rushing? He should be able to run on the the Bears. He's going to break one think. open this week. He was close last week. He was close. He, was close. Uh, he got tripped up by the shoe. Or the guy grabbed yeah. his shoe, and that was it. Um now he's got bust one. I'll wow. go over. He goes over 100. He didn't even grab a wow. shoe. He tripped him. It was ridiculous. It was a legit trip. <laughs> I, I, I have to say over. Um, or again, I'll 
in the comments next week. I know Nick and Dan will be ready to roast me. Uh, so I'm Brian going over say, 100 hey, under, yards. Let him rest his shoulder. That's not going to happen. Brian. Here's here's my bold prediction of the game. Oh, we should get this weekly Ooh, as well. This is a we good can one, add Aaron. this into the lightning round. Uh, my bold prediction this week. 175 yards rushing for Dalvin Cook. Wow, look at you. Whoa. Ready? And you know what? There was nothing contributing to me saying that at all. <laughs> well, I wish I had some bourbon right now. If you're listening to this on the pod, I just had to lift up my uh, my whiskey glass. All right, so we'll do some buy-sells, get to the predictions, and then we'll get the hell out of here because uh, the fact that you guys have spent uh, an hour with us this evening is uh, – is really appreciated, but but you shouldn't. Um, buying or selling Cam Dantzler through four games. He's currently 38th ranked quarterback, cornerback, according to Pro Football Focus. I'm buying. I, I think he's playing well, and I think he's going to be the future of the position along with hopefully we get him back, Andrew Booth, this week. Apparently he's practicing today. So I think I'm going to buy Cam Dantzler, and I'm also going to, Throw in a uh, a couple um, penny stock, like all in penny stocks on Andrew Booth since he hasn't played yet, really. So, okay. Did you see? I, I would agree with that, Andrew Booth one. Um, do you did you see Mateo's bold prediction? Two touchdowns for Jalen Rager this weekend. One punt and one on offense. Fire yeah, in some dude. more bold predictions. Well, you know I like what? The, I like the one Wang Chung touchdown, probably by kick return because he's getting close. Wait, what? Can Did you just one? say Wang Chun? Wang Chung. We're going to Wang Chung tonight. <laughs> I haven't heard I don't that know what that is. Oh, you guys are that young. Oh, Im- impromptu here. Impromptu. But if you haven't already, uh, throw your bold prediction for this Sunday in the chat. If you, if If it comes to fruition... I will send you a Lake Monster beanie because it is starting to get cold. I got one upstairs for a giveaway. I don't have it with Where me right guys now. Are at. Yeah, I know. Um, but I will. I can send you a um, a Lake Monster beanie for this winter if your bold bold uh, take is correct. So fire them in there. I'll take a picture. I'll I'll remember next week. And if not. You can always bug us next week as well. Um, the next buy sell, Dalvin Cook regressing. Are you buying that he's regressing? Are you buying that Dalvin Cook is cooked? Yep, I am. I am buying Dalvin Cook's cook. Like I, I'm not sitting here saying he's garbage. He's still like a higher end running back. I don't think he's anywhere close to a top five running back like he has been the last few years. And mm-hmm. I think he's starting to regress, just age. All those carries he took, he's got no tread left on those. He's got tread left on the tires, but it's not plentiful. Um, and I think we might look at moving on next year. If, if it's wow. possible, I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is, but it might be. And if it is, uh, we probably do. Do I think he's cooked? Yeah. He's getting there, unfortunately. Yeah. I, uh, I say think that, I agree. We say that about Harrison Smith and uh, – both are starting linebackers as well. They're over that, over the hill for their position groups. Yeah, I, I, I think Adam Thielen. I think I'll agree with that. I unfortunately believe that Dalvin Cook might be on the 
the downfall of his career. But much like Ryan said, I don't think it's necessarily like he's just done, right? Like I, th- I think he's he can still be decently productive. But uh, I almost wonder too if the Vikings offensive staff believes it, or maybe there's an injury he's battling through because outside of last week. I think Madison has been pretty consistently in the lineup more than we've seen in previous seasons. And that might just be a regime thing, but um, that's just yeah, something yeah. to continue to keep an eye on. And with uh, Kenny Wongu and uh, Ty Chandler sitting behind both of those guys, I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. This might look a lot different next year, but we're three and one. So we're focusing on now. And the okay. last buy sell is uh Will Kirk get more comfortable? It's it's kind of a, a dumb one. We've kind of talked about it, but do you think that Kirk will become more comfortable within this offense and therefore become more elite? Are you buying or selling that? Buying. Oh, Dave's quick to jump on that. Why? Mm-hmm. Because he, Any, he's he's going to learn. He's getting little bits by little bits. He will learn. He will get more comfortable. He'll be fine. And then Honestly, he'll break I arms, just, but that's beside the point i just think kirk is who kirk is i don't think that he's going to get significantly better i don't think he's going to get significantly worse i think kirk is who he is like we've been saying this for all off season really it's like i don't think kevin o'connell here is going to make kirk suddenly this mvp candidate i think we he is who he is and he's a darn good quarterback so it's not like i'm saying he's bad um he's a very good quarterback i just think he is who he is i don't think he's suddenly going to become this MVP level quarterback later this year. Well, I'm not saying that, but he's going to get comfortable well, running this that, offense. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I kind of left it up for, for ambiguity here, but uh, yes, I, I, I'm going to buy this. I think it's just, as time goes on, you get more comfortable with certain situations and certain things um, much like a, a normal job, right. With new roles and responsibilities He's just kind of working out those kinks, and, and I, th- I think that we'll get there. Um, and he will be more comfortable. Now, whether that translates to stats is yet to be determined. But sure. uh, Hey, he's getting wins, and that's the most important stat. So That's all that matters, except on Monday night. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> so, all right, let's do predictions, and then Dave can update everybody on what's what's coming this week. Uh, I mentioned at, at the beginning of the, the season that each week we will have a media guest uh, give their prediction, um, whether they're on the show or via telephone. And tonight, uh, Dave will bring it up here in just a second, but tonight we are graciously gifted a prediction from Chris Thomason of the Pioneer Press. Hello, this is Chris Thomason of the St. Paul Pioneer Press. I'm sitting here wearing a House of Commons shirt from London, even though the Vikings have already been to London. But anyhow, moving forward to the Chicago game, it's kind of unusual that they're playing the Bears at home not late in the season, so they can't blow a playoff berth by losing to them. But this is a different Vikings team under Kevin O'Connell, so I am predicting Vikings 23, Bears 20. Thanks. Thank you very much, Chris Thomason. And a slight jab there, by the way, of uh, <laughs> can't blow a playoff berth. Wow. 
I love it. I love it. So we got uh, we we got Chris uh, with a victory for the Vikings. By the way, I didn't recap. I'm three and one. Ryan's three and one. Miles is three and one. The media guest is three and one. Dave is two and two. Um, Ryan, why don't you go? Uh, yeah, I, again, I think we win well. Uh, I have this well in hand, and I think we you know, have a pretty big uh, differential there. I'm going to say 31-17. 31-17. I'm trying to look quick. I was thinking 31-14, 31-17. Yeah, I was going to say maybe 31, 10. 14. I don't know, but yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to say 31-17, yeah. What is the spread? The spread's seven. Seven. Oh, you know, I usually look at this too, and I didn't. But yeah, I'm gonna say yeah, I'm gonna go with a 14 point spread. The spread is seven. Skull Purple Podcast says he's four and zero. Oh. Congrats, man! Woohoo! That's, that's that's good. I wish I was four and zero. Oh. I'm doing good this year, though. Last year, I think I was well, whatever the Vikings record was at this point. <laughs> um, I am gonna go with a convincing victory, and I think. When I say convincing, I, I, I do think the seven spread is probably pretty accurate because I feel like Chicago gets a garbage time touchdown. So I'm going to say um, 23 or 30 to 23 Vikings win. That, okay. that, that fulfills it. I think that's pretty close. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that's it for us. Uh, thank you for hey, joining us. Dave? This- yeah, I said 31 yeah, 14. I don't. I, oh yeah, that's I right. Think, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I yeah. think the defense keeps them down below the Mendoza line. The Mendoza line, for those who don't know, is seventeen points. That is their stated goal this year. They've been running around twenty-four points, but seventeen points is the Mendoza line. If you keep play teams under seventeen points, you generally win, and they should score at least thirty-one points, like you said. I expect that sort of offense production because their defense is so weak. And there is the availability to do that in this new system. And there should be people. This should be their coming out party. Flat out and simple. All right. We're going to see it, hopefully. Um, But, yeah, that is it for our show tonight. Uh, Like always, this show is sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing in St. Paul, Minnesota. If you haven't yet, go out there. Check out their beer. Uh, They have a great indoor space. They have heaters for the outdoor still for fall weather. So if you're in the Twin Cities, Make sure you swing by. As for everybody in the chat, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for firing up the chat tonight. It was great. Make sure that you like and subscribe to the Climb in the Pocket YouTube channel so you can come back and see us every week. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers, tell your tell the homeless guy in the corner who's probably got an iPhone somewhere. Um, <laughs> anybody. <laughs> I know that was that was kind of mean. Um, but still, point still stands. Tell everybody you know to come check us out. Give us a bunch of shit. And hey, you might get a giveaway. And then just a shameless plug before I toss it to Dave here. I am going to be writing more. And you can check out all my stuff over on Daily Norseman's website. I just recently published one uh, saying, should the Vikings now be considered the NFC North favorites? So go check that out. Spam the comments there. And uh, we'll see you next week at 8 p.m. Dave, take it. Very, very shameless plug. All right, go hey, ahead. Hey, nothing go wrong ahead, with it. It's great. It adds <laughs> another voice over to Daily Norseman. And Daily Norseman has some of the best writers in the Vikings blogosphere. They are our partners, literally our partners. 
We have been with them. We are part of the whole SB Nation community. We are. We happen to be their podcast arm. Chris Gates runs the website. There's tons of great writers. You know Eric Thompson from Viking Hot Takes, which should be on tomorrow night because they moved from Tuesday. However, we've got an issue with tomorrow night too, but we're trying to get a substitute. We'll let you know tomorrow. Saturday, Eric's back, by the way. Um, he flew in Tuesday. That's the reason we couldn't have it on Tuesday night. He wasn't due to land until about 30 minutes prior to the show. He wasn't sure he was going to make it from MSP to his house in time. And you, know, you don't want that. You know, kids are going to welcome you home. So let's, you know, so we moved it to Thursday. I'll let you know tomorrow if we do, in fact, have a show and have a substitute. We have a man in mind, but he's got to say yes. So after that, you have myself and Darren doing a pregame show on Saturday. Saturday at our normal time is 4 o'clock. If that changes, I will let you know as well because there's a possibility it might this week. And we will break down the game. Darren will go over the last Saints game because he's the final guy on CTP to do that. And then we'll get into how we can beat the Bears and how we can beat them soundly and how we can skin them and mount them on our wall behind us because we win. We'll get into that Saturday all here on Climbing the Pocket every week. What do we say, guys? Skull Vikes. Skull Vikes. Skull Vikes. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell and rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout-out goes to our partners, The Daily Norseman, where the best Vikings content can be found. And to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. Skull, everybody. Skull, everybody.